I'd like to believe that this episode was not prepared and recorded lightly. It literally took me a whole month to be careful with the words I've chosen to employ, to use, and interpret for you today. Because the irony of it all is that this episode helped me understand that there is a thin line between recording a podcast about your own beliefs and understanding of things and what actually is. So where do we go from here? Taking things personally, what does it actually mean? Taking things personally means internalizing what you see, what you hear, and as you receive this information, you make a choice of shaping it into your own beliefs that can sometimes be self-limiting. Why do I use the term self-limiting? Well, taking things personally can be limited to your own interpretation of the facts. Most of the time, it doesn't involve any conversation with others. What you decide to be a fact is actually a perception, a choice of understanding that is your own. But on a more serious note, taking things personally is to be deeply affected by those things, what we see, what we hear and feel, and to accept that we are a victim of an incident that just happened. Except most of the time, we just might not be the victim we think we are. Are we hurt? Yes. Let's acknowledge that. Let's validate that. Are we feeling things? Absolutely. But what I want to invite you to do in this episode is to imagine yourself taking a deep breath, to step back, slow down, think things through, and most importantly, somehow, to some extent, let it go and try to not absorb it. In a moment where you're about to take something very seriously, (laughs) you're going to choose to analyze the situation. So that person made a slight comment or that person who is acting independently of you posted that specific Instagram post and it seems to have somehow something to do with you. But it can have absolutely nothing to do with you. It's simply open to interpretation. See, what we fail to understand is that just like us, this person may be just self-limited. Their action may simply be stemming from themselves, their own understanding of facts, their upbringing, and and innocently their usual nonchalant reflex. In turn, what they see, what they hear, what they feel is a reflection of their own emotions or usual behavior. This may not necessarily even mean harm. What their action means is that it's their own voice, their choice, their expression, their person, their range of freedom that is going to control what is coming out for you to perceive in your own way. They don't know your history. They don't know how certain things may hurt you and maybe they're not trying to hurt you. People's actions are simply about their own choices for themselves. And again, maybe it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Seriously, you're not that important. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a mean way. 
I'd like to believe that we're all going through so much in life and for a person to actually stop and invest in what could hurt you sounds like a reach to me. This sounds kind of mean. I'm an avid social media user. And most of the time, I'd stumble among posts of people taking, talking about haters, for example, making innuendos, some even reaching far, and I catch myself whispering while scrolling, come on, who in the world has time to hate? But of course, I've learned along the way that most of the time, certain discomforts can push us to think that the world is against us. So let's talk about it. But before I begin, full disclaimer, I am not a professional therapist or a life coach. I am not providing healthcare, medical, or attempting to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical, mental, or emotional issue, disease, or condition. I am just a regular Jill presenting to a class what her research revealed to her. If you feel overwhelmed or need help, I strongly encourage you to seek professional support. Let's get back on schedule. So. I've come up with five tips that can help break down understanding and handling how not to take things too seriously. The first tip to me is the most obvious, interpretation. It is the most initial, instinctive, mechanical, almost unconscious reflex thought leading to our choice of future actions. Because we don't know what is going on in the mind of others, we tend to be drawn to our own understanding of what is happening. It feels safe. Our own interpretation of facts is again influenced by our emotions, the limited information we have, our upbringing, our personality, or simply a certain set of values, principles, and standards that inevitably shape our thoughts. In other words, our perspective, like I said before. When I think of interpretation, I think of what I see with my own two eyes. I think about the picture that I paint. I think of what I feel to be true. Interpretation is about saying, translating, or analyzing independent of any additional outside influence. Except in some cases, we may be influenced by the past. But we'll talk about that on our very last tip. The second tip I invite to explore is self-esteem. Unfortunately, taking things personally has a lot to do with your self-esteem. Because of the first point, interpretation, self-esteem indicates seeing things from our own perspective, from what we know, right? Remember, we said interpretation is how we see things. It is how we see life. It is how we see people. And believe it or not, it leads to how we see ourselves, how we accept reality to be. According to the intelligence website, our self-esteem can be influenced by four factors. Self-confidence, our identity, who we are, how we were brought up, our competence, and our feeling of belonging. The website goes on to say that if we feel secure with our family, if we feel loved and our needs are met, our self-esteem develops. Think about it. They look up to me, they accept me, I must have value. That's when we try to take our place and dare to try new things and new experiences. For example, 
When we learn to walk, we fall down the first few times. But with encouragement, we develop our confidence and try again. See, what's happening there is that we are becoming dependent on the validation of others before we take that next step. Think of a baby who is doing something amazing and they're looking to the side to see if mom is looking. And until mom hears for what they're doing, they're not going to feel valid. They're not going to feel loved. They're not going to feel comfort and safety. Here's another example. You might be at a networking event or meeting your significant other's friends for the first time. The way that they initially receive you from there on can define how you see yourself through their eyes. Thoughts like, I wasn't let on in the inside joke. They must not like me. Or he didn't introduce me to his friend when he walked across the room to greet her. He must be having an affair. These thoughts could be a course of interpretation that are built off of our own insecurities. This brings us to the healing part, my favorite part, or what I like to call clarification. I absolutely love the word clarification because it implies removing a veil that's in front of our eyes. It implies changing the lens, the perspective we've been wearing all along. Now, it's not as simple as I may cut it out to be. It's not as easy as choosing to understand the facts another way or choosing to throw things under the rug or make believe a new reality. That's just repeating the pattern. Clarity is about slowing down. Remember when we said that at the beginning? Thinking things through, analyzing the situation at hand, and most of the time, believe it or not, it requires the discomfort of putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Hmm. Depending on the subject at hand. <laughs> it could also invite for a sit down, a discussion, a dissection of the course of events. For example, sometimes you can stop someone who may have said something that sounded very offensive and seek clarification in what they meant. Before you point the finger and attack them and say, and say, you offended me, you said that, I don't like this. Maybe you should just say, what did you mean by that? Can you elaborate some more before you can come with your conclusions that they were trying to attack you? Of course, that's a painful thing to do when you've already had your mind set on what these events look like, those actions look like to you in the first place. Uh-oh. Imagine having to admit you were wrong and having to actually apologize. I say, so what? It's not about being right or wrong. Again, it's about clarification. It's about creating a safe and serene place that allows you to relax, to not have taken this comment or this action too seriously, too offensively. Ask them to clarify what they said or did and actually listen to their point of view. My fourth tip would be to practice emotional resilience. I usually avoid using that word, resilience, because I feel that it is attached to bearing with or accepting what seems to be like abuse to us. 
but talking about today's topic, I think it's relevant to bring the word resilience forward. It implies holding on to a positive and realistic outcome, even when certain emotions might make us freeze into a temporary toxic moment. The way that I would interpret emotional resilience is to not get attached to indifference, but instead understanding. And understanding that what you feed yourself emotionally in analytical and decision-making moments can affect your mood your future course of actions and decision. Emotional resilience invites us to pause and to hold ourselves accountable just for a brief moment at the very least. Before we make any mistakes, before we give that much power to others who may or may not have sought out to hurt us. Emotional resilience is that quick pause that, okay, let's see what we're dealing with here moment before we jump into conclusions. Now here's the fine line. You know I had to save the best for last. Someone may say something to us that holds some truth in it. For example, in my case, I've heard things like, why can't you just choose one medium of work? That's why you'll never excel in just one thing. You're all over the place. I remember growing up to a strict father who constantly reminded me that I would never be perfect enough. So I subconsciously dabbled in every field possible, but a stranger doesn't know that when they share their critique. When that someone says a part of truth and it hurts and we take it personally, they say it and it stings, it's more likely rooted in a self-esteem issue. And our self-esteem in turn stems from how we see and value ourselves vis-a-vis how we lived certain traumas in our childhood. It's always the childhood. (laughs) So according to Barbara Field, here are some signs that others' opinions are having negative effects on you. You depend on the approval of other people to make you happy. You apologize needlessly and are a people pleaser. You don't set or maintain boundaries as a rule. You're afraid to say no to requests. You believe all harsh comments about yourself and take them to heart. You view a mistaken behavior as your own character flaw. You get defensive or angry easily. You obsess over recent conversations to the point where it interferes with daily activities. If you ask me, that's a whole lot of drama. And I'm pretty sure you related to at least three of them. So I'll tell you this. What will eventually give you that emotional resiliency is at the very core, love. And it's not just any love. It is self-love. What I mean is that once you learn to whisper to yourself all the good things that you are, when you remember who you are, You're not so quick to absorb negativity or foster the potential idea that someone might want to harm you with their words or actions. And maybe that part of truth that they are giving to you could be useful. Take the time. Actually listen. You are not what is being said to you. However, the part of the truth that causes that sting is what will cause the shift in bettering yourself. Not to bring you down, but to make you rise up. 
So I'll leave you with this quote shared by Frederick Imbo. People may attack you, criticize you, or ignore you. They may crumple you up with their words, spit you out, or even walk all over you. But remember, whatever they do or say, you will always keep your value.